This is the August 28th edition of the PFF Betting Podcast. We have college football week zero action to talk about from a betting perspective. But first, we have a new voice in these parts. My guy, Anthony Tress, is joining us for the very first time in what will be a weekly occurrence to cover in-season college football. With college football week zero teeing off, we thought this would be the perfect time to get Tresh on the PFF Betting Podcast. So before we dive into the slate, Tresh, why don't you give the listeners a little background on yourself besides you know being at the forefront of PFF's college football expert at this point in time, which is a pretty big job, but I know you got a lot of things going on in front of the scenes and behind the scenes. So what all have you been up to this offseason? Yeah, man. Well, first off, thank you for having me on. I'm looking forward to joining you every week this upcoming season. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you said, I've worked for PFF the last couple of years now, working as a uh, senior college analyst and doing a lot of writing, a lot of research also to, you know, uh, behind the scenes in the summer months and you know, in the offseason working you know, tirelessly on the uh, PFF College Preview Magazine, um, and it's just yep. going to keep getting better and better. So, you know, just been working on those things, and also too, we'll be joining on on the College Football Live Show, which we'll have on Fridays every Friday afternoon this upcoming season. Um, so, yeah, it, it's going to be an exciting year, a very interesting year in college football, and I must say, this might be, I, I would say, the most you know questionable year, just because there's so much murkiness up top. Am I wrong by saying yep. that? No, I think, I mean, I think, you know, at the top, basically, like the top teams, right? Alabama has questioned someone at quarterback. You know, Clemson's breaking in a new quarterback as well. And those have basically been the the teams to beat um, at the forefront of college football, along with Ohio State, who is also breaking in a new quarterback. So I think the uncertainty at the top, I hope we see, you know, one or two of these teams potentially break through a team, even like Oklahoma, who, you know, does consistently win or challenge for the Big 12 title. I would like to see them break through on the national stage as well. So I do think we could see some fresh new blood in that college football playoff we'll have a lot of time to discuss that but first we got to talk a little bit about these week zero bets right we got four uh ncaa games we only have four games in our green line product uh kicking off basically the tailgate podcast is going to be at illinois we got illinois nebraska i know you've previewed this quite a bit uh you could get this line at nebraska minus eight and a half throughout the offseason of course scott frost had some questions allegations and things like that coming out about uh, recruiting habits getting together with covid related protocols and those sorts of things we have seen this line drop down to minus seven even six and a half in some spots are you seeing anything that you like in this game that would uh entice you to bet on either side of the spreader total anthony yeah, you know, my, my first reaction to it was once that line got down to around seven, you know, I, I was thinking Nebraska, it got lower. I, that would be my way. And then I saw, you know, green line two, kind of liking a little Illinois. Um, you know, I, I, I still kind of side with the Nebraska side of things just because of, you know, you look at, that, you know, what boils it down for me is that the Illinois defense, I'm not confident in at all whatsoever. Right. Um, I, I think that it has a chance to be maybe the bottom one of the Big Ten this upcoming season. Um, as for Nebraska, you know, it's nothing like, you know, it, it's not anything special. It's not going to be putting the clamps on any offensive faces, but I think it has a chance to be in an average unit. And you look at both offenses, both of them are weak from a passing perspective with Adrian Martinez and Brandon Peters. Actually, over the last couple of years, those two are, you know, bottom five in the in the power five and accurate pass rate uh, beyond the line of scrimmage. Um, but Adrian Martinez does offer some value with his scrambling ability. He can make something you know, when the play breaks down with his legs, with Brandon Peters, he really can't do that. He's very immobile quarterback. Um, and, and so I, I kind of lean Nebraska, if anything, there. But I know I'm, I'm a contrarian view with that. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think everybody that I have seen has been on Illinois at this point in time. Obviously, that was you know reflective in the line movement. But at this point in time, um, I have some early eight and a halves with Illinois. And I'm honestly, if I can find a spot six and a half for Nebraska, I don't mind kind of taking that hedge at that point in time. Because I think uh, the bandwagon is getting kind of heavy on Illinois side. And I do like what you said. I mean, last in the Big Ten in our defensive ranking are, you know, the fight in the line I um, and then, you know, their pass catching situation is looking really dicey at this point in time. They basically have nobody returning at the wide receiver position. Of course, they do have Daniel Barker at the tight end who, you know, looks like a legitimate NFL prospect. But outside of that, I don't really know who Brandon Peters is going to be comfortable throwing the football to at that point in time. So I think uh, we could see the Illinois offense struggle uh, early on in this game, especially low total in that regard. So maybe they're able to cover and keep it close. But I think it's going to be an ugly game if Illinois actually, you know, keeps it within a touchdown at this point in time. It's kind of my synopsis at this point in time, but we'll see. We'll see what happens here. So let's let's talk. Is there any other game that kind of grabs your interest? I know UConn, Fresno State, 27.5 point total, really high you know, spread. We haven't seen UConn play since basically 2019. I think they're a team that Greenland has kind of always leaned in their direction, just the fact that they've always been such a huge dog, either at home or on the road. Um, not really really spot that I'm comfortable in playing them at this point in time. Could you get behind back in the Huskies here on Saturday? Uh, no, not at all whatsoever. This is one I'm completely staying <laughs> away from. I mean, one, for starters, I mean, that is a lot of points, but also, two, there's just so much unknown with UConn, right? They haven't played in two right. years. They're traveling to California for the first time ever, if I recall correctly. Um, you know, the, their quarterback situation, it's dicey. You know, they do have a couple of talented players, you know, you know, positive vibes only talking about UConn. You know, Travis Jones, interior defensive lineman, one of the most underrated players in college football. But I mean, he can't do it all himself. You know, we don't know much about this team. Uh, Fresno State's a very talented team, but can they win um, by, you know, that amount of points? That, that's the big question mark. But this is one I'm just kind of kind of watch and just observe and view and enjoy that we have college football and not, you know, put any cheddar on this one. Fantasy football draft season is here, and we are offering 30% off any PFF subscription to all first-time subscribers with promo code KICKOFF30. For just $7, get access to PFF's Fantasy Football Draft Guide, player rankings and projections, all of PFF's locked article content, cheat seats for your fantasy draft, and so much more. Again, that's promo code KICKOFF30 for 30% off any PFF subscription. Get access to all of PFF's fantasy tools for just $7. NFL is back, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving all new players a can't-miss offer for Week 1. Bet just $1 in any NFL game during the first week of the season and receive $200 in free bets instantly, no matter what. Take advantage of this limited-time offer now. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now to check out all the great promotions and daily odds boosts. Plus, you can make every game a big game with same-game parlays. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code PFF to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any Week 1 game. That's promo code PFF to get you free $200 in free bets instantly. For a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Right, definitely. Yeah, I can get on board with that. The the late game um, here coming up on Saturday, UTEP at New Mexico State, ten point total uh, for the road favorites. At this point, UTEP pretty decent over under fifty nine and a half. Uh, Greenline shows a little bit of value on both 
you know, both the spread and total at this point in time. Are you liking either of these teams? We have them basically neck and neck in our ELO rankings, 123rd overall for New Mexico State, 124th for UTEP. Um, is there a reason why UTEP is favored as 10-point favorites on the road at this point in time that you see from your perspective? Yeah, you know, I, I actually do like UTEP in this one. Um, you know, with New Mexico State, they, they did play a couple of games in the spring. Um, yep. But at the end of the day, they do not have really anything that jumps off the page as, you know, they, they can actually field a competitive roster, even against UTEP. Um, UTEP at least have some has some exciting pieces on offense. You know, quarterback Gavin Hardison, he's been, you know, notorious for being a player that, you know, he can beat up on the, the lower tier defenses he faces. But once it comes up to a respectable defense, he falters. I mean, just last year against Stephen F. Austin, Abilene Christian, and you all Monroe, he had a 87.1 passing grade, a very exceptional player. Um, you know, it, but you know, you look at New Mexico State, I would put them on that as far as their defense goes, kind of on that tier of those three teams. And when you compare that with the you throw in the fact you have Justin Garrett and Jacob Calling at wide receiver, um, really one of the better wide receiver duos, more underrated wide receiver duos in the group of five. You know, I, I really do think that UTEP can really put a beat down on it. I mean, you know, there's going to yeah. be some uncertainty, too, at quarterback for New Mexico State. They're going to trot out two different quarterbacks, actually, in this one. Um, Weston Ega and um, Jonah Jackson. I um, mean, you know, Weston, he's a kind of an interesting player. He looked kind of good against Dixie State. You know, we're not going to value that too much because, again, it is Dixie State. And he only attempted yep. less than 10 passes, if I recall correctly. Um, but, you know, he did show good ball placement. He looked he looked the part in that, but that's not enough for me to really get on New Mexico State. So, you know, I, I like UTEP here just because I think, you know, I have faith in their passing attack being able to put up some points. Yeah, definitely. And I'm with you on that, actually. Our green line kind of leans the other direction, uh, you know, home dog obviously going to get a little bit of love from a betting miles perspective but i'm with you everything that i've seen and read uh looks like this could easily be a one-sided affair in utep's direction i do think we probably are underrating or undervaluing utep in general um especially in this matchup but i do think that um once we see some of these grades kind of come in and adjust with what they have on their current roster we are going to be you know much better at handicapping their games from but from my perspective this is definitely a game to probably avoid not necessarily not listen to green line but probably not bet it kind of take that wait and see approach i do think is probably a valuable and smart decision here in week zero so i gotta ask you about one fcs match but i know we don't have you know fbs versus fcs in our green line model but southern utah san jose state this has seen some pretty decent line movement i was talking with eric eager a couple of weeks ago we actually got on san jose state really early at minus 21 kind of a stale line uh, we found out at like a lesser tier book that's moved out to 24 and a half at this point in time are you seeing any betting value from your perspective on either of these two teams or the total at this point in time in this late night match for FBS versus FCS teams? Yeah, you know, I, I think I would be pretty comfortable even with the line move to put some money on San Jose State. I mean, this is one of the better teams in the group of five, both on offense and defense. Um, you know, Nick Starkle, he can really do it. He's a very efficient quarterback in this quick game offense. Um, and two on defense, you have really one of the best pass rush units, not just in the group of five, but in college football. They actually came in with a top 10 pass rush unit in our preseason rankings. Um, overall among the 138 FBS programs. I mean, the headliners are uh, Viliami Fajelko. Uh, he's a, an absolute dog down there, um, almost an elite PF grade last year. Um, actually, the cousin of Vita Vey, uh, the Buccaneers Look interior defensive that. lineman. Um, and then Kate Hall, too, <laughs> Noah Wright, um, you know, long, strong um, Juco transfer. I mean, there's a lot of pieces to like on defense, and I think they're I mean, they're really going to make it hard for Southern Utah to score, in my opinion. So, you know, I'd be comfortable even with a significant spread move 
to you know go with head with the twenty four and a half points on San Jose State. I think I think this is going to be you know a pretty comfortable win by the Spartans. Yep, I like that as well because I mean we I'm on the I'm on. Um, I'm on San Diego State early at minus 21. I do think that it's definitely viable. 21 is kind of a key number from a college football perspective, but once you move up to 22 and 23 and 24, it is significant from the number perspective, but the actual times that we see games end in 22, 23, or 24 doesn't happen. They're 24 a little bit, but 22 and 23 aren't really key numbers whatsoever. So I do think 24 and a half, probably still playable if you like San Jose State. I like that one as well. Um, And then maybe the game of the day, I would say, especially if you like offenses, uh, two teams that we have basically in the top 50 of our offensive rating, UCLA, Hawaii. I got to get your feelings on this because UCLA has been a team that I've been lower on basically all offseason. I think I wrote up their under seven and a half game win total. And I feel like that's kind of counter to the market and understanding of what people expect from UCLA at this point in time. I think, you know, people see Dorian Thompson Robinson returning. Chip Kelly, I feel like they could be a little bit overvalued, but I think I might be the only one saying that, that at this point in time. So do you like UCLA in this matchup and in 2021 in general, or is there are they a team that you could potentially be fading out of that Pac-12? Yeah, I mean, go ahead and add me to that small number of people that are, you know, kind of bearish on UCLA this upcoming season. You know, I'm not really a true believer in Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Yeah, I mean, that UCLA has a lot of talented players on, on both sides of the balls, right? I mean, on right. offense, you have Kyle Phillips in the slot, one of the better slot receivers in the conference. Um, you have one of the best tackle duos. You have a great tight end duo with Greg Dulcich and Mike Martinez. But Thompson Robinson's passing ability, you know, we've seen him for three years now. He hasn't quite proven that he can be an effective passer. You know, he can do dangerous things with his legs when the play breaks down, right? I, I would almost group him down to a guy that we talked about earlier with Adrian Martinez. I think they're the same yeah. kind of player. Um, and even to, you know, those two, uh, Bo Nix, Jaden Daniels, um, the Auburn quarterback and Arizona State quarterback, um, Desmond Ritter of Cincinnati. I think all of those guys are kind of the same way. They're unproven passers. And once you get so much experience there and you still haven't proved it, then at that point, you can't really buy into it. You know, they're just kind right. of athletes playing the position. Um, and two, with a guy like Dorian Thompson Robinson, I still think a lot of people are hanging on to that blue chip recruiting status and just hoping that it right. kind of pans out. So, you know, I'm not really buying into UCLA this year. I, I think the Pac-12 really, you know, runs through Southern California. I think this is USC's conference, um, and, and I think they're going to end up winning it. And, and I think I, I saw uh, last they were plus 400 to win the Pac-12 title game this upcoming season, right. and I was all over that yeah. one. Um, you know, I do think it's going to be competitive after that, but I think they're going to be the team on top. Yep, definitely. I mean, I love that takeaway that you made, especially, you know, expressing the fact that there are some guys that we have, you know, a couple of years worth of data on and they haven't necessarily performed up to expectation. Even in that recruiting class, I do think they're a little bit overvalued based on that recruiting class. But we already kind of know who those guys are if they haven't broken out yet. Uh, I don't know why people necessarily expect them to break out in their final season. I do think continuity at both the quarterback and coach position obviously matters but i think if you already know who that quarterback is uh then you know you could potentially comfortably fade him even if he is a returning starter for a team that a lot of people expect to do really good so i really like that a lot um and i've got to talk i gotta ask you one final question we did get pff nca's power rankings page up yesterday there's still quite a bit of value. It's a brand new page. Shows basically our college football simulation. I know you wrote, you know, a number of articles this offseason uh, regarding each conference's futures and some of those that you bet. I know you already talked a little bit about USC plus 400. Is there one particular bet that you would recommend people uh, probably to lock in on, um, you know, before the college football season kicks off here at this point? 
Yeah, I think like overall, the one that really jumps out on me, and this one isn't a team specific, but rather player specific, it's Spencer Rather to win the Heisman at plus 600. Um, you know, this has shifted and you can get it at various areas or various, um, you know, odds at different sports books. But at, over at DraftKings right now at this moment in time, plus 600 to win the Heisman, I'd be very comfortable with that because right now he's really the only, you know, proven the quarterback that the only guy that I can count, I know that he's going to produce at an elite level this upcoming season, that I'm confident that he can. You know, Sam Howell is a great quarterback, um, but at the same time, you know, it's also a kind of a team award, right? You know, if, if they're not going to yep. win the ACC and get to the college football playoff, Sam Howell is probably not going to win it. Um, and he's going to have some have to do some, you know, heavy lifting in that offense. Him and offensive coordinator Phil Longo with all the playmakers he lost surrounding him, um, you know, after that, too. I wouldn't be comfortable with laying my money on someone, you know, like C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young, you know, Ohio State and Alabama's new quarterbacks, just because there's so much unknown there. Um, and DJ Uwe I would say that would probably be my next best bet there. Um, but, you know, Spencer Rattler, one of the best underclassmen years that we've ever seen in the PFF college era last year when he graded out with a 92.5 mark. Um, I'm, I'm pretty confident right. in Spencer Rattler and that Oklahoma team this upcoming season. Yep, I love that. I got to lock that one in. I do really like what you said about CJ Stroud, right? Like, obviously, he's a talented player, um, but that offensive unit around him, especially at that wide receiver position, one basically, I think you've compared it already to kind of that Alabama room from two years ago, one of the best we've ever seen in college football. So, if he is, you know, if he even does perform up to expectation, who's to say that, you know, Garrett Wilson or somebody like that doesn't necessarily steal that Heisman Trophy from him, kind of like how um, you know Devontae Smith did last year at Alabama. So I do think that's kind of you know an interesting takeaway. I do think Spencer Rattler's, you know, should be the odds-on favorite is at this point in time, but still probably offers some value um, related to the market with what we expect him and how we expect that Oklahoma team in general to perform. We actually really like you know, some of their future opportunities, especially at the national championship level level for Oklahoma this year. So I do think if they live up to that at the team level, I do think Spencer Rattler obviously is going to see a lot of those individual awards kind of roll in at that point in time. But make sure you check out that NCAA Power Rankings page. It's got a lot of good info. Make sure you check out, you know, the NCAA Greenline page as well. Four games coming up this week. We've got a ton more coming up here in week one college football. Anthony and I will be back next week to preview all of it. We appreciate you guys uh, listening into the PFF Betting Podcast. 